Hello, you guys. Welcome back. Happy 2023. It's a new year. How is it that we're in 2023? We was just in 2022. And then I felt like I just graduated high school in 2019. And then I felt like I missed my eighth grade graduation in 2013. It's just it's just kind of weird to wrap around my head how fast time goes by. But um, anyways, done with the rambling. Welcome back. This is Safe Not Soft. If this is your first time, hi, my name is Emmy, and this is my podcast, Safe Not Soft, where we just talk about all things Jesus, navigating your walk with Christ, and what it's like to be a Christian. I mean, it's called Saved Not Hard <laughs> for a reason. This walk is not a soft walk. This is a walk that requires a lot of patience, a lot of sacrifice, and taking up your cross daily. And this is a, a platform where we just talk about that and talk about struggles and putting things at the feet of Jesus and going from there because y'all, we are not perfect whatsoever, but we are progressing each and every single day. So I hope if this is your first time that you tune in and you actually came to a very great episode because we are talking about being new, new year, new me, because what more cliche thing to talk about than being a new me this year, right? Uh, I, I, I thought it was perfect timing because, you know, new year, new me. And the title of this message is called New Year, New Me, Same God. And this message is pretty much how we need to consistently renew ourselves. New year, new me, but God always remains the same. And because of that, we need to be in a place where we can renew our minds, where we can renew whatever it may be in your life, whatever God's calling you to renew, whether if that's your job or finances or friends or uh, a relationship or goals, there there needs to be a freshness, a newness into your life. And whatever that may be today, the Lord is going to reveal it to you. And I pray to those who are listening, each and every single one of you, no matter if you're a Christian or completely atheist listening to this, that God gives you a fresh revelation. And uh, whether if it's even the same revelation that he's given you before, that it becomes fresh and that it becomes new and that um, the things you've been praying for um, become answered today. And that we go into the new year with a new anointing, that your year is blessed by the hand of God. And I truly do believe that this episode is going to catapult a lot of you guys into a uh, a relationship with Jesus and going further into your relationship with God that you didn't even think uh, could go that far or that deep. So I'm very excited to talk to you guys today and what the Lord has talked to me about and delivering it to y'all. So, and guess what? I got more storage on my camera. So if we need to go over time, we gonna go over time because the last few episodes I've been doing, is this my eighth or my seventh? I think this is, no. I think this is my ninth episode. Um, the past nine, eight episodes, I don't know. I'll figure it out once I count after this. But I've been using an SD card that only allows me to record for 45 minutes on the dot. Um, but this SD card, guess how much I got on it? 147 minutes. So we're going to take our time with this because uh, God wants to get his point across. And we don't got time for miscommunication, for things to be taken out of context. We got time for the word and we got time for God. So if you're here listening today, welcome. Um, and let's just pretty much get into it. God spoke this over me uh, the beginning of December all the way up until uh, the end of last year. And 
the the timing was so perfect because it was a new year and he said i emmy i want you to tell my children how important it is for them to renew their mind to get rid of the old and bring in the new and uh i i do believe that this is a huge part of the love of god is him taking out all the things that are old and suck and bringing something in that is new and fruitful. And I want to show you guys what that looks like, how we could go into this new year, um, refining and refreshing our minds, uh, not to glorify ourselves, but to glorify God. And, um, because of that, what does it say in Matthew six, first seek his kingdom and everything else will be given to you accordingly. He knows what you need, right? So how can we better serve our father? Um, And I just want to ask y'all, who is ready for a new you? Who is ready for a fresh revelation? Who is ready for fresh faith? I do believe that a lot of you guys feel tired and worn out. And... I saw this at the beginning, at the not the beginning, at the end of last year, is that I'm seeing a lot of people come to the altar with a lot of baggage, which everybody got baggage. I'm not dissing nobody. But I do believe that there are people who know that this world is not fulfilling, that it is not satisfying. The You could buy all the Louis Gucci and Prada and what i don't know what else came to my mind you could buy whatever you want and it's never going to sustain sustain you could mess who with the hottest guy in your school or you could be dating the hottest girl or you could be going to the best college but is it sustainable is it overly satisfying no jesus is and i think a lot of you guys are tired and i i want to lay out to you where to take your proper rest in god and uh let's just get rid of the new ways y'all make that a new year's resolution new me new mindset new opportunities new mind new faith and being in a new place second corinthians five seventeen says therefore anyone is in christ the new creation has come the old has gone and the new is here the old is gone. The new is here. If you are, if you are with Christ, the old is gone. Okay, so who's ready to be new? Because if you in Christ, you're called to be new. And I, my church reads this verse a lot, and it's the message version of Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. And uh, I feel like they read this every service, and it really just like hammered in my brain. And every time they say this, I'm like, God, yes. Yes, Lord, I feel this way. Thank you. And it says this. This this, this is Jesus talking to us. I can't believe it. In the message version, again, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Understand the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Are you tired? Worn out? Burnt out on religion? What does he say? Come to me. Work with me. 
I'll show you how to take a real rest. Watch how I do it. Learn and keep company with me. So I want you guys to ask this question. Am I worn out? <laughs> does, that, does this verse apply to you? God says, come to me. And I just pray real quick, little, little, little prayer session. If you are listening to this and you are just tired and worn out and burnt out on religion and you are just wanting to go to God, let's just bring this invitation to God right now and say, Lord, and y'all can repeat, Lord, be my teacher, be my friend, be my father, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, be my friend. I invite you in every single area of my life, renew my mind, change my mind. I am open to hear you. I put everything at your feet because I know your hands can heal. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Just open it up with prayer. Okay, let's just talk let's just talk to the creator real quick. God, let's invite you into this place because we got to we got to change some stuff up here because I'm I'm worn out. I'm tired. And again, if you're not new to this whole Jesus thing, if you've been holding hands with God for a long time, you know this ain't nothing new. You got to change your mind every single day. Die to your flesh every single day. Carry your cross every single day. And this is what transformation is. It's changing, right? And what better to change your mind than with the truth? Because the Lord is the truth. And those old ways that, are, that aren't serving you, those friends... Even if it's some of your family, your school, the, the thing you're majoring in, whatever is going on in your life that is no longer serving you, God wants to add transformation in your life. And what is transformation? Even to the, wait, hold on. Even to those who have never even met Christ. If you're, if you're listening to this and you have no idea who Jesus is, God wants to even just transform that alone. Transform your life as a whole. And what does it mean to transform? Well, the Google definition is to dramatically change. So it's not just to change, it's to dramatically. Why do you think us Christians so crazy? <laughs> because we have been dramatically changed. The old me is gone. Y'all want to know what I used to do? One thing about God is he called me to be transparent and open. I used to do things that were unholy. Nasty, I've already told y'all, I've smoked for four years. I messed with people I was not supposed to mess with. I used to curse online so bad. Like, oh my gosh, I used to have like the worst potty mouth. Like the content I would make was just like blah, curse, 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 curse. Like I was just so worldly and spiritually ill. I had a victimizing mindset. I was mean and narcissistic, a product of abuse. And God said, that's not your title no more. Why do you think us Christians always shouting like Jesus saves, Jesus heals? Because he does. So I want to invite you guys today that any area that's in your life that needs healing and that needs saving and transformation, God's going to do that today, right? And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. This is Proverbs 1-7. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Don't be a fool today. The Lord is wise. The Lord wants to give you instruction. Do not be a fool and listen to the truth. Because the truth will set you free. And the truth is transformative.
And if you're sitting here today and you're going, okay, Emmy, you're sitting here convincing me. And yes, I'm ready to change my mind. I'm ready to renew my mind, to go into this new year with a new mindset, with a fresh faith for freshness and newness in my life. If you made that decision, then this is how to renew your mind. And I put it out in four points for, for us to better understand um, how we can renew our not. What just came out of my mouth? I was about to, and it, and it, and it, and it, and it. Uh, putting four points. How can we renew, how can we, dang, this is a tongue twister. Okay. How can we, <laughs> how can we renew our minds this year? There we go. I don't know why that was so hard for me to say. And I put it in four points. First one being, read scripture. And this one's going to take a really short amount of time to talk about because I talked about this in my God insurance. I talked about this in, in my first like two episodes besides my testimony. So it was God insurance. And then what was after that? Um, if God's not tripping, why am I? Is that, was that the third episode? I can't remember. Um, but I, t- I talked about it in my first two after my testimony, how important, important it is to read scripture because a lot of people will want a word from God, but they got a closed book right in front of them. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And a lot of people will go to other people saying, what's God saying through you right now? I need to know what God is saying. How terrible is it to have a relationship with, with the one and only God, your one and only father, and you have to hear a word through another person? Honey, I'm sorry to break it to you, but your friend is not, is not God. Your pastor is not God. Your priest is not God. Sure, while authority is important and it does, um, it does have importance, definitely, but is these authoritative figures God? No. So how are you having a personal relationship with him? And when people ask me, you know, Emmy, I just want to know what God's saying in my life, how he's moving. First thing I ask, have you read scripture? When's the last time you read your Bible? And guess what? It's crickets. It's like, uh, and like, I don't, well, I don't know where to read. Good thing we got YouTube. (laughs) And good thing we got Google. If you don't know where to read, you could just, like, y'all, let's not be so lazy. Like, let's be for real. Let's be for real now. I don't know how to read my Bible. If you don't go, if you don't open the Safari app and go, how to read the Bible for beginners you can't blame other people for your lack of uh intentionality towards your salvation if you want to hear a word from god but you're not hearing from them when's the last time you read your bible and if it hasn't been a while i advise you to open that thing (laughs) and i'll make it really simple for you talks about this a few episodes ago if you're new to scripture, start reading the New Testament. What's the New Testament when Jesus was here and after that? Old Testament is before that. New Testament will, is easier to understand for beginners. And you quite honestly won't really understand the Old Testament until you understand the New. There are courses are online. There are people who literally read scripture to you and break it down for you online. Y- y'all just got to tap it away. Like, let's not have lazy faith. Okay? So, first things first. If you want to start renewing your mind actually hear the lord talk scripture instruction uh 
there there's like this analogy that we would say in church um and the bible stands for basic basic instructions before leaving earth like it's an instruction manual it's the word what is john one what is john one one i said john one one what does john one one say in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word is god that word is god You want proof? It's in the palm of your hand. You have the power, like you have access to the knowledge and power of God in the palm of your hand and you just, oh, it's too much reading. We need to get get over that thing. Open up the Bible, okay? You want to hear God talk to you? It's all in writing. And the most important things are in red. (laughs) Second one being be honest. God um, told me this a few months ago, and I believe a a crucial part in surrendering your mind is being honest with him, because God can't come into a place that is made up and that is full of lies. So first, I'm going to read scripture. Okay, God, I hear your voice, and now I got to present to you with the old baggage I got. And a lot of us will lie. Even me, I'm guilty of this. One thing about me is I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm just a vessel, okay? And uh, the last episode we talked about is hiding. And this this kind of goes hand in hand with one another. So uh, if you haven't seen the last episode, kind of advise you to go back and watch a little bit of me. But um I, I was reading Ephesians and it says this in Ephesians 5, 8 through 14. For you were once darkness, but now you are a light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of the darkness, but rather expose them? It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. Oh my gosh. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. And everything that is illuminated becomes a light. And this is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you. What did we talk about last week? That the things that you are hiding is actually a platform to expose the things that you're keeping in secret. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. Because guess what? It's going to come into the light. Oh, how? <laughs> so you're telling me the things I hide going to come up to the light regardless? And me keeping them in the dark is just strictly disobedience towards you? And you can't even come into the things that I'm hiding you from. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, some of you guys will pray like, I've done this before. I'm not going to be over here accusing, accusing. But us Christians will uh, expect God to know, just like God, you know what I need. And lack an invitation. (laughs) We're purposely locking him out of a room that he could heal just because we're stubborn. Mm -mm. And this is actually, this is why people get conviction and condemnation confused. The things we hide, the things we keep in secret and don't want to reveal them, right? 
It's like God wants to give. Oh, we're gonna talk about this later. Oh, I gotta save it. I gotta buy my tongue right now because what I, what I would want to say right now, I gotta save it till later because it won't make sense until I go through the other stuff. Okay, I'm just vocalizing what I'm thinking out loud. But why do we lie to God? Like, why do we lie to God? It makes no sense. This is the one person who can heal us, restore us, speak truth into us, and renew us. And we're hiding from him? And we're lying to him? What does it say in Matthew 7, 7? Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be open. Then what are we so afraid of? We have someone who is more than willing to help. And yet we're keeping the things that we do in secret, in darkness? Oh, but the things that we keep in the dark, like, we, we just expect God to come in and fix it regardless. Let's take something for an example. Say you have a forgiveness issue. And you pray to God and you say, God, this person did something to me that sucks. And uh, God, I forgive them. And he just sitting up there looking down at you like, you know, dang well you don't forgive him. <laughs> Can we be so for real? Like, God knows you lying to him. Like, God, I forgive him. He like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Like, God can't help you in a place where you're just like sugarcoating how you actually feel. Imagine if you were to present God with your forgiveness issue and say, look, God, I don't want to forgive this person. Because we what, human? And say, God, I don't want to forgive this person. Keep it a buck with you. But I know to please you, I should. So, Lord, because I can't fix this on my own, I want you to come into my place of anger, mm, my place of jealousy and envy, and fix my heart so I can forgive this person to glorify you. You peep how different the language is and how more intentional it is. How God could actually come into your life and start restoration and freshness, and newness, just by you being honest with him. God, I know what you say. I read my scripture. I, I read my Bible. I heard what you said. But to keep it a buck with you, I don't want to forgive them. But I do want to serve you, God. Change my desires, because I can't change them on my own. Only you can. The power doesn't stem from me. It stems from you, the Holy Spirit that resides in me. Who am I to say that I'm all powerful? You're the one that restores. Imagine how different things would turn out for you if you were to just simply be honest with God. And we lie to God. And lying to God is like inviting him to a party, intentionally giving him the wrong address, and still expecting him to show up. <laughs> like, like, God... Okay, this is where I'm at. And you don't really give him the path, the directions. And then once you're down in the deep, in the darkness, you're like, God, where you at? He's like, you gave me the wrong address. I'm at a different house. But God, you should know. So that gives you an excuse to misinform me? How are you going to confront the truth with lies? You realize God is truth, right? You think lying and truth go hand in hand? 
God just asks us to be honest. Okay, if you want God to really heal the, the parts of your life that suck and that needs healing, you've got to be honest with him. And with that being said, this goes into our third point is you got to get out of your comfort zone because for you to be honest, you got to be vulnerable and you can't get comfortable. You got to step out so he can step in. And what did Prophet Future say? Better not get too comfortable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I had to say it. Better not get too comfortable. Like, you better not get too comfortable. You better not. Like, com- comfortability is madly dangerous. To be comfortable is something that, is, that will be completely toxic between you and God. Because you'll think whatever you're doing right now is enough. You think you resurrected from the dead and died on a cross to save yourself? Never get too comfortable. And uh, when God was telling me about comfortability, um, he told me about, well, this is kind of like the root uh, verse of this message that I kind of was like, okay, renewing of the mind. What do I think of immediately? Romans 12, 1, and it says, 1 through 2, excuse me. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Let's pause. You think it's comfortable to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice? (laughs) That's not comfortable. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Thank you, Jesus. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And you can't do that if you're in your comfort zone. You need to get out of your comfort zone. So what do we have so far? Read scripture. Know what God's telling you. Know who he is, his character. Be honest with God and you got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to be comfortable or not comfortable. You got to be transparent and you got to be vulnerable, right? And you got to get out of your comfort zone because how do you think there's transformation? It, it, it talks about this many, many times throughout the Bible with different people that we know, different stories. I could three, think of three on the top of my head. Saul to Paul. This man was killing Christians and now he's preaching to them. Now he's building the kingdom of God? How do you think that happened? You think one day it was just like, oh yeah, Jesus. No, he had to get uncomfortable. He had to be blinded by God, struck by lightning. And if y'all get struck by lightning before, let me give you a hint. It's not comfortable. Simon to Peter. You know who Simon was before he was Peter? Do you know what he was doing? Like, people think the disciples were holy men of God. And they, and they, like, these disciples were just like regular, smegular people. Doing stuff they was not supposed to be doing. Matthew was a tax collector. His own people hated him. He went against his own people. Abram to Abraham. And it's like, it's like you always like hear like the name switches in the Bible. And I love how God does that because when you are in Christ, you get a new identity. And I'm saying, am I, am I saying that y'all are going to get a new name? No. <laughs> I, I, Cause some of y'all are like, oh my gosh, I hate that my name is 
whatever. <laughs> God's going to change my name. No, but God's going to change your identity because you're in him. And I think God intentionally changed the names in the Bible from Simon to Peter, from Saul to Paul, from Abram to Abraham, just to furtherly, furtherly attest that when you are in Christ, there is true transformation, that there is a new identity, that there's freshness, that there's newness, right? And all these people that you hear in the Bible that have, uh, committed these amazing uh, miracles uh, with God and um, even how Jesus moved and how he's healed people, the transformation that could have never happened if they didn't go out of their comfort zone. One person, last one that comes to the top of my head, and I even write this down, this just like, is the woman who um, touched Jesus by his cloak. And there's crowds of people and she, and she literally went out of her way through all these people sick just to touch him you think that was a comfortable process get in your word be honest get uncomfortable Mm -mm. and i kind of want to touch on why comfortability is mad toxic because if you ask any worldly person what their life goal is it's always oh i just want to be comfortable i rebuke in the name of jesus (laughs) I rebuke in the name of Jesus that I will ever have a comfortable life. Because every person I hear say their life goals is, oh, I just want to be comfortable, you know, like get this job, have white kids, you know, just be comfortable. I rebuke. Because comfortability lacks growth. Right? It's like laying in your bed. You You got the same stuffed animal, and know how you put that certain pillow between your legs and you got one behind your head and one you hold it onto and the, and the one between your legs. So, you know, when you when you sleep, your spine is aligned and all that stuff like you, you're comfortable with the same thing. Why do you think they call comfort food comfort food? Oh, I had this since I was a kid. I love eating this because it brings me so much comfort. It's nothing new. It lacks freshness. It's the same thing. Right. And. I think a lot of people get comfortability and contentment confused because God does not call us to be comfortable. He calls us to be content. It is completely righteous to be content. Why is that? Because God wants us to receive the kingdom successes of heaven, right? God wants us to be successful. You think God wants us to be poor and suffering 24-7? He opposes it. God wants us to receive the riches of the kingdom. He wants us to be wise. He wants us to be knowledgeable and renewing our minds and be re- in relationship with him. But he doesn't want us to be comfortable at the bare minimum. And you better not get too comfortable with your relationship with God. Because imagine if you were to do that to your best friend, to your wife, to your spouse, to your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever it may be, the most important person in your life. Think about it. Imagine if you were just to what you are comfortable with. Where's the growth? You can't have comfortability and growth in the same space. You just can't, right? Mm -mm. Thank you, God. Uh, A Bible story that makes me think of comfortability and iniquity. One of my really good friends, Yay, uh, reminded me of this. And I was like, what a, what a good thing to think about. If you know the story of Jonah, this is before he got swallowed by the big fish, okay? 
they were on the boat and he was asleep during a storm. And the captain said to him, how can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not, so that we will not perish. Jonah was sleeping during a storm because he was comfortable in it. How many of you are sleeping in a storm? How many of you, Lord help, dissect my thoughts, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you guys have a situation at home? Your parents are fighting and it's been happening for years and you're sleeping through it now. It's just numb. You're comfortable in the storm. How many of you guys are doing the same things that aren't serving you? You're sleeping in your storm. How many of you keep going out three days a week, drinking the same type of liquor with the same type of friends and going home with the same type of guy? You're sleeping in your storm. But imagine, what did we talk about a few episodes ago? That true peace is found in the midst of the storm because that's what we all desire, no? Is peace. And my pastor said it the best. You can't find peace like, pe- like, people will try to find peace their whole life. Like, okay, I got to wait till things calm down and my bills are paid and my debt is gone and I'm not with this person anymore. And when the divorce is final and when I move out of here, move to a new city, it's like a waiting, waiting, waiting for something that will never sustain you when peace actually comes from the Lord. Because once you realize on earth that everything around you is always going to go bad, you're just going to get c- comfortable with the patterns of this world, when in all actuality, you need to find peace and sustainability in it, which is true peace from the foundation, from the rock, which is God. And in that story with Jonah, imagine if he were to go through that, that storm in contentment. Isn't that what Jesus did? When all the disciples were in the boat and they were tripping because there was a storm and they're like, Jesus, there's a storm. They're, they're tripping, right? And Jesus is, Jesus is chilling. And they're like, how are you not freaking out right now? Because he's the rock. <laughs> he's the peace. So read your scripture. Be honest with God. Get out of your comfort zone and get out of the storm. Or don't get comfortable with the storm, right? Be content. Find contentment. Have one of your goals be, Lord, I do not want to be comfortable. I want to be content. Because contentment is far more beautiful and transformative, more than what comfortability is. Comfortability stops you from reaching contentment. Because you stay in the same place with comfortability, right? And the last point being, I think that's all I had to say for, for that. Yeah. And the last point, point, <laughs> the last point being to be in a place to receive conviction. Oh, Lord, help me communicate this strongly, sharpen my tongue. Let's refresh, read scripture, be honest with God, get out of your comfort zone and be in a place to say, okay, this is the part. This is the thing in my life that sucks and I got to get over it. The truth hurts. Ne- never does it say in the Bible that the truth 
it always feels amazing. <laughs> it's amazing, but never in the Bible does it say it feels great. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people get conviction and condemnation confused. Um, and I can notice that because uh, I would like to say my podcast is very convicting. And that's something I prayed over my com- my podcast is that, Lord, I pray that people get, get convicted when they listen to you speak. Because we got things that suck. Me too. Like this, this isn't just a y'all thing. There, there is stuff I even want. I even watch back on my episodes where I'm like, dang, ouch, <laughs> that hurt me. But I love conviction that my spirit loves conviction because it says, okay, I'm not pleasing God this way. So what can I do to renew my mind so I could be in better relationship with him and please him? This is what conviction is. Conviction is correction. It's to be corrected. Condemnation is unqualification. It's saying you are unqualified because of your sin. You were unqualified to speak. You were unqualified to be in relationship with God. That is what condemning is. But to convict is to say, this is what God says. And this is what you say. And what you're saying isn't right. And this is why the, the, the gift of grace is so beautiful because God says, I see your wrongs and I see that you mess up. Give it to me. I will teach you what is new. That's all it is. And God knows you're not perfect. Can we, can we be so for real right now? Can we sit here and just know that God never expects us to be perfect. He just expects us to progress Because I'm tired of all these Christians, especially to those who might be watching right now, who comment under all of my stuff, expecting me to be a perfect Christian. Let me tell you something. I am not perfect. Let alone, you are not perfect. And thank you, Jesus, that he has grace that is over-satisfying, that in, in my imperfections, that he gets to be perfect. All glory to God that he is the perfectionist and not me. All glory to God that he died for my sins because I'm imperfect. I need conviction. Let's be so for real. I need conviction. You need conviction. This is not an easy walk. There is things that the Lord wants to reveal to you that you need to be convicted on and it's going to hurt. But guess what? Your spirit going to love it. It's going to grow your relationship with God. Because you have to address what's really going on for real healing to happen, right? Be honest with God. You got to get out of your comfort zone. And he's going to tell you how it's not serving you. And a lot of you guys are scared of that, which I can see. <laughs> and I used to be really scared of that, too. I, I was the type of person to where God would tell me, uh, well, I mean, let's think of the Bible for an example. It's a book you read that reads you. And scripture would call me out on the stuff I was doing. And I felt, ooh, nasty. I felt like a nasty little person after reading scripture for the first few months. But overall, it completely excels my relationship with God. Not because God's saying, you suck and you're wrong. But because, yes, while you are wrong, I'm right. And you have accessibility to that because you are with me. How beautiful right? I didn't even write any of this down. I just wanted to say that real quick. 
and Ephesians 4, 17 through 25. So I tell you this, and I assist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. And the uselessness of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Do you hear that? Separated from the life of God because of the ignorance. Right? This is ignorance, right? You don't want to receive, oh God, I don't want to hear how I'm doing things wrong. Ignorance. Do not be ignorant to what God's trying to tell you because it's going to heal you. The one thing that you're scared of could be the one thing that could actually transform you. This isn't scary. It's intimidating for sure. But this should not be a scary process, okay? Having lost all sensitivity that they have given themselves over to sensuality, so as an indulge in every, in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way you have learned when you have heard about Christ and you were taught in him in accordance to the truth that is Jesus. So do you hear that right now? All that stuff I talked about, how we are ignorant and we harden our hearts and we are full of greed and we are full of lust and we are um, just fully f- like wanting to indulge in our flesh. It then says that, however, all that nasty stuff I just said is not the way you have learned when you are with me. When you are with the Lord, you understand his righteousness. You understand his wisdom. You understand his power. That is not your way of life anymore. Even if you mess up. Because God got no, you're going to mess up. The intention changes, right? Instead of living the way or whatever you guys may be serving right now that you are over some of you guys are sitting here right now like i'm so over school i don't even want to be a school i don't even want to be a nurse to keep it a book with you i don't want to be a nurse i don't want to be a lawyer i just want to serve god whatever it may be like god is saying or even if you used to party if you drink every night if you're hanging out with the same guy that just freaking sucks and makes you insecure and talks to other girls and cheats on you like god is saying these are the patterns you're used to but I'm going to introduce you to a new pattern because you know me. Let's continue. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put on, to put off, sorry, your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true and righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body, Ephesians 4, 7, 17 through 25. Truth is through Jesus. And if you still do these things, like, why do you still continue to do them? Like, this is the truth. Put off all falsehood. All the things that are old. Why are we going back to the same patterns? Why are we going back to the same things? Put them off because God is saying, when you are with me, there is a new revelation, there is a new faith, and there is a new you. And if you want to receive a new year with a new you in it, you got to realize that God is the same. He has the same principles, the same mind, the same power. And it's you that needs to change, not him, because he is perfect. 
and in our perfections he perfect he uh he shows his perfections right so again conviction is correction and condemnation is not conviction this isn't an attack this is a learning opportunity and i pray to those who have a hard time receiving conviction that um the the lord thickens your skin because if you think man is intimidating imagine intimidating how god is imagine intimidating what that made no sense <laughs> if you think man is intimidating imagine how intimidating god is i think you guys would rather hear from me than from god because he's gonna strike you with a lightning bolt <laughs> mm-hmm if scripture is telling us to replicate Jesus, but Jesus wasn't here, like, you you think, like, when he met Judas, or when he met Matthew, or when God spoke to, uh, sp- spoke to Abram, Abra- what? Abram and uh, Paul, just all these characters in the Bible, right? You think, like, he condemned them right off the bat? Or condemn them, period. Like, God is sitting here wanting to correct. What does it say in John 3, 17? For God did not send his son to condemn the world, but to save the world from its sins. What What does that mean? I did not send my son to condemn, but to correct you. So how can we renew our minds this year, ladies and gentlemen? First, read scripture. Hear God's word. Be honest with him. Put it on the line. God... Uh, this is what's really going on in my life. So you could come in and heal. Three, bring, okay, I got to get out of my comfort zone because I got to be vulnerable with you. And I can't stay in this place because I can't grow in it. And the fourth thing being, okay, God, I know this isn't serving me. Tell me why it's not serving me and what I need to do. How can I receive instruction from you? How can I build the kingdom of God? How can you renew my mind each and every single day? And whatever the thing is in your life that you need freshness and newness to, I just pray that the Lord reveals it to you. And I pray that these steps, that you get out of your comfort zone. You get convicted. You're honest with him. And you start reading scripture because God wants to transform your life. He, see, he sees your hurt. He sees your sufferings. He wants to come and put it in his hand so he can bless it. My question to you is, are you going to let him? He's carrying up his and are you carrying up yours? Who I feel this thing. A lot of you guys are going to go into this new, new year with something new. I know it. I know it. I'm, I'm sitting here in certainty because I know how God is. thank you god uh thank you guys for listening um i I do believe that's all that god wanted me to say right now (laughs) thank you guys for listening um i i just am praying for every single one of you guys uh like how i i always do um to those who are watching i'm praying over you i'm thinking about you and most of all god is watching you and he has his hand over you and he is just loving you and loving your guys's walk and i'm so blessed that i get to be a witness to the goodness of god and how he's moving in your guys's life and um thank you guys for watching um any other announcements anything in my head that i can think of
not really. I think I'm good. Just thank you for the constant love and support, the growth uh, that the Lord has been given this podcast the past two months is absolutely insane and definitely nothing I did on my own. So I would just like to take this moment to thank God and praise God for all he's done in my life and just moving me and uplifting me and encouraging me and loving me. And, uh, just wanted to publicly thank God and give, uh, give him some praise. So, uh, if you're in your room listening to this or at the gym or wherever, maybe like take this moment to give some God, to give some, to give God some praise to say, thank you, Lord for all that is in my life, for you being the perfectionist in my imperfections, for being my peace in the storm. Just thank you, God. Just let your praises go up so the blessings come down, right? Okay, you guys, be blessed, not stressed. I love every single one of you. Peace out. Bye, y'all.